Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Radio Days. All variety, all the time. This is your host, John Hagedorn. Today, two episodes of Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young. This show started on radio in 1949 and made the transition to television in the mid-50s and did very successfully in both and was one of the most well-loved family shows on radio and TV. Enjoy! Mother, is Maxwell House really the only coffee in the world? Well, your father says so, and your father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your new neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by Maxwell House, the coffee that's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee at any price. Maxwell House, always good to the last drop. In every family, there are special days. Days which, though simple, will live forever in our memories. There's the day Junior had his first haircut. The day Dad backed into the garage door. Or the day Mother didn't back into the garage door. In Springfield, in the white frame house on Maple Street, it's dinner time. And one of those days is in the making. It will be known, as long as an Anderson remains, as the day Father received the Christmas bill. Like this. It's outrageous, that's what it is. The most outrageous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Pass the potatoes to your father, Betty. Yes, Mother. Potatoes, Father. Uh, thank you. It's gotten so that Christmas isn't a period of joy and celebration. It's a plot to collect all the money overlooked by the government. <laughs> I've never seen such an assortment of bills. Kathy, won't you please eat your dinner? But I have to watch Daddy. I'm sure he'd much rather you ate your dinner. But I want to see the steam come out of his ears. The what? <laughs> well, Bud said when you saw all those bills... Holy cow, Kathy. I didn't mean it really would. I was just, you know... <laughs> sure was cold out today, wasn't it? Well, for certain people, it's going to get warmer. Much warmer. Now the bread, please. Here you are, Dan. Thank you. Say, Dan... Look at this, $17.70 for mucklucks. Now, what the devil are mucklucks? The knitted slippers, dear. For $17.70? That's for six pair, Jim. 
I sent them to my sister Kathleen and her family. Oh, fine. And what did she send us? Five napkin rings painted by hand in the kindergarten of a school for backward children. <laughs> Jim, that's not the proper attitude to take. Oh, it isn't, isn't it? You don't see that brother-in-law of yours shelling out any 1770 for mucklucks, do you? I tell you, Margaret, we've got to realize that we aren't the Morgans or the Rockefellers. We're just plain, simple people, and we've got to act that way. Yes, dear. Say, Dan. When I was a boy, thrift was an important part of the daily life. The family worked together to see how little it could spend, not how much. They tried to help put something away for a rainy day. Not us. This family lives in a continual cloudburst. Dan. What is it, bud? As long as we're talking about money, I need five dollars. Bud. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. That's just great. I give out with a long lecture on thrift and economy, and all it does is remind my son that he needs $5. Now, why do you need $5? To be a bird watcher. <laughs> a what? A bird watcher. You watch birds. I wouldn't care if you watched elephants. <laughs> why does it have to cost $5? Well... You have to buy a manual. It tells you how to watch. And you get a button. And they have meetings every Tuesday and Thursday night. No. But, Dad, watching birds makes you alert. No. It gives you a better understanding of your feathered friends. No. And it's educational. No. Oh, gosh. You certainly want me to be educated, don't you? Yes. Then I can go? No. <laughs> oh. oh. Would you care for some more coffee, dear? I certainly would. Thank you. I'll bet Evelyn Finney's a bird watcher. You keep out of this, Kathy. Bud's got a girl. I have not. You just wait, Kathy, that's all. Just wait. Bud's got a girl. Dad. All right, Kathy, stop that and drink your milk. But, but I did. It's all gone. Well, get some more milk and drink it. <laughs> Gee whiz. And behave yourself. Now, where was I? The part about putting something away for a rainy day. Thank you. Rainy day. Oh, look, I don't want you to think I'm being stingy or that I don't want you to enjoy a healthy, normal life, but what's that? What's what, dear? On the buffet. Is that another album of records? Oh, you ought to hear them, Father. They're simply dreamy. You see, that's what I mean. A new album, and we've got so many records now we can join the Disc Jockeys Union. <laughs> Jockeys have a union, Daddy? How do I know? Well, you just said I that... said if they had a union, we could join it. Why? <laughs> because we have so many records. Are you going to be a disc jockey, Daddy? No, I'm not going to be a disc jockey. <laughs> Why not? Because I'm an insurance jockey. I mean... <laughs> oh, Kathy, drink your milk. I did. Twice. <laughs> well, eat your cake. I don't have any cake. What have you got? Jello. Well, eat it and be quiet. <laughs> Gee whiz. Father, there's no need to get excited about the record. Now, don't tell me what to get excited about and what not to get excited about. You have no right to waste money on more records. But, Father... Five dollars for bird watchers and five dollars for records. They cost seven fifty. 
Seven. <laughs> Betty Anderson, you mean those records cost $7.50? Yes, Father. Oh, but... that's fine. Just fine. We've got records you haven't touched in five years, but they're no good. You've got to buy new ones for $7.50. But, Father... When I was a boy, I couldn't buy a new record till the old one wore out. But, Father... I played Dardanella so long the fuzz on the turntable came through. (laughs) (laughs) But, Father... And stop butt-fathering me. You have no right to waste $7.50 on records. But, Father, I didn't. I borrowed them from Janie Liggett. I don't care where you got them. You have no right to... Oh. Well, uh, where was I? Uh, rainy day, dear. Page two. <laughs> All right, laugh. Go ahead. The whole thing is a big joke. It's very funny. But I'm telling you right now, we're spending too much money, and we're going to cut down. Oh, Jim, I don't think we're extravagant, any of us. Okay, you're not extravagant. You just spend too much money. But we don't waste anything, dear. And we don't spend money unnecessarily. Oh, we don't, don't we? I suppose $5 to watch birds isn't unnecessary. If Bud has to watch birds, he can sit on the front porch and watch them for 10 years. It won't cost him a dime. (laughs) Holy cow. This family has to learn to conserve. We've got to make things do. Here, look at this. Another pair of shoes for Kathy. That's the third pair in six months. But, Daddy, I'm growing. Well, do you have to grow so fast? (laughs) Father! Oh, it's all right, dear. Your father's only joking. Sure, I'm only joking, Kathy. But there's one thing I'm not joking about. This family has to stop spending so much money. And we've got to stop running around. We're going to stay home and enjoy the simple things of life. We've got magazines to read, books to read. I spent $190 for the encyclopedia. And nobody's ever gotten past Marib to Mushy. Jim, there's one thing you don't seem to understand. Just a moment, dear. Bud, the phone. It's Kathy's turn. It is not. But I'll answer it anyway. See if I care. What is it you were saying, Margaret? Well, I was saying that there's one thing you don't seem to understand, that no one has even mentioned going out tonight. Everyone was quite satisfied and quite happy in this entire discussion seems to be absolutely pointless. Is that so? If I didn't put my foot down every once in a while, this whole family would go to pot. Nobody would ever stay home. Daddy, it's for you. Thank you, Kathy. It's Mr. Smith, Daddy. Thank you, dear. Hello, Heck. No, we were just finishing our dinner. The drugstore? Well, I hadn't thought about going down there, but pick up cards for what? You mean the game is tonight? Oh, well, uh, look, Heck, uh, maybe you'd better not figure on me for tonight. Well, frankly, I forgot all about it, and I got myself into a situation here. Yes, I know, Heck, but couldn't you get George Phillips? Out of town, huh? Uh, just a minute, Heck. Kathy, there's somebody at the door. Okay. Sorry, Heck. Well, look. There must be somebody else you can get for the game. There isn't, huh? Well, uh, I'll do whatever I can, Heck, but uh, it's going to be tough. Okay. Okay. But if I'm not there by eight, well, uh, you'd better call me. Okay, Heck, I'll see you. Ye gods, the things I get myself into. 
Is there anything wrong, dear? No, nothing wrong. Let's see. Um, what were we talking about? Nobody goes out tonight. Well, of course, I don't mean that we have to live like hermits. Of course not, dear. There are circumstances when it will be necessary and proper for us to spend an evening away from home. A special picture that we won't want to miss, or a meeting, or uh, uh, something. You're so right, dear, but after that long lecture you just finished, naturally you don't mean tonight. Do you, dear? Oh, no, naturally not tonight. <laughs> We, uh, we'll all spend a quiet evening at home Tonight Daddy Yes, Kathy Daddy, may I please have a dollar and a quarter? You certainly may not But, Daddy You see, Margaret, that's just what I meant about discipline This entire discussion about thrift and economy was absolutely wasted Everything I said went in one ear and out the other I spent 15 minutes explaining that we had to take it easy That we had to cut down on our spending And what happens? As soon as I stop to take a deep breath, Bud needs five dollars to watch birds, and Kathy needs a dollar and a quarter. Now, why on earth do you suddenly need a dollar and a quarter? To pay the paper boy. <laughs> oh. You know, for all his talking, Father wouldn't think of doing without that paper. It's one of those things that means so much to every day that comes along. And something else we count on, you and I, day in and day out, is coffee. I mean really good coffee, like our Maxwell House. Coffee you sit down to and enjoy, cup after cup. That good-to-the-last-drop flavor. You won't find it in any other coffee. No coffee but Maxwell House. And as you'd expect, there's a very real reason why. It's a recipe, the only recipe there is for that good-to-the-last-drop flavor. It's mighty important, that recipe of ours, because the flavor of the coffee you enjoy depends on the blend, the kind of coffees in it, and how they're put together. Now, coffee grows in many different varieties, and you can blend them in all sorts of ways. But there's only one way... One recipe for our famous Maxwell House flavor. And when all's said and done, it's this recipe of ours that makes the difference. The big difference between just another coffee and the wonderfully good flavor of America's favorite brand. It's a difference you'll taste for yourself the very first time you pour a cup of our Maxwell House coffee. And I hope you will, tomorrow. Hope you'll start enjoying the coffee that's always good to the last drop in the white frame house on Maple Street, an hour has passed, and a long, long hour it's been. For Jim Anderson, the minutes have dragged by an endless procession. His active mind is buzzing with a weird assortment of masculine schemes, every one of them taken from the file headed, How to Get Out of the House. A dozen fantastic plans have already been tried, and none of them has worked. But you've got to give Jim credit. The kid's still in there pitching like this. Margaret. Yes, dear? Do you have the correct time? 
I think so. It's um, five minutes of eight. Uh-huh. Just what I thought. This doggone watch is on the blink again. Just won't keep time. Well, what time do you have, dear? Seven of. <laughs> well, Jim, that's a difference of only two minutes. Only two minutes? Margaret, do you realize the things that have happened in two minutes? Wars have been won and lost. The entire course of civilization has been changed. I, uh... I better have it fixed. All right, dear. As a matter of fact, as long as I'm not doing anything right now, I might as well run down to the jewelers. And, uh, it might take some time. You know how fussy jewelers can be about a watch. So, uh, maybe you'd better not wait up for me. Jim. Yes, dear? Christmas is over. The jewelers all close at 5.30. They do. <laughs> you mean, uh, all of them? Yes, dear. Oh. You ought to see the... The watch Joe Phillips got for Christmas, Dad. Boy, is that a watch. Shatterproof, shockproof, waterproof, heatproof, and it's guaranteed to last him a lifetime. But it won't. Why not? He lost it. <laughs> but instead of making bad jokes, why don't you go upstairs and do your homework? That wasn't a joke, Dad. You can say that again. You mean the whole thing? Bud. <laughs> Go upstairs and do your homework. Okay. You, uh, you wouldn't want to help me, would you? That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of figured you wouldn't. Well, I'll see you later. Margaret, uh, I think I'll go out for a little walk. Why, Jim, it's snowing. Well, there's nothing wrong with a little snow. Does a man good to get out in the snow once in a while? The air crisp and clear, the ground all white and peaceful. Jim Anderson, you're not going to tramp around in the snow at your age. I have enough to do without taking care of a sick husband. Uh... And stop pacing up and down the room like a caged lion. Father. Yes, Betty? I'll play checkers with you if you like. Thank you. But I'd rather see you doing your homework. Well, I don't have any homework. I finished it this afternoon. Well, go sew something. <laughs> or uh, read a book. And don't tell me you read a book. I'll spot you two kings. I don't need to be spotted two kings. And I don't want to play checkers. Um, Margaret. Yes, dear? Do you need anything at the drugstore? <laughs> no, dear, not a thing. We, uh, we're kind of low on toothpaste this morning. I got some this afternoon. <laughs> oh, you did. Uh, soap holding up all right? Just fine. Uh-huh. Say, I think I'll run out and get something to smoke. Yes, sir, that's just what I'll do. Jim. Yes, Margaret? I bought you a carton of cigarettes this afternoon, and there's a whole humidor full of pipe tobacco. I... Uh, you know, it's a funny thing, but I just feel like smoking a cigar. <laughs> Jim, I didn't know you smoked cigars. Well, of course. After all, there's nothing like a good cigar. You know what Rudyard Kipling said, a woman is only a woman, but a good cigar is a smoke. Yeah, I'll get it. Uh, Jim, be careful. Oh, oh. <sighs> Who the dickens moved the lamp over to this side? Oh, Jim, how could you? Well, how do you expect me to keep track of where the lamps are if you keep moving them around all the time? Anyway, well, I'm sorry, Margaret. I was just... The phone's ringing. 
Betty, be a good girl and clean up this mess, will you? All right, Father. And don't worry about the lamp, Margaret. We'll get it fixed or something. A good lamp. Just look at it. Sticks lamps right in your way when you're in a hurry. Naturally, they get knocked down. Hello? Uh, hello, Heck. What do you mean, am I still here? Of course not. I left for your house 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Heck, I'm doing everything I can. I can't do it, Heck. I can't just walk out. Because I can't, that's why. I am trying. Well, stop worrying about it. I'll figure something out. Okay. Uh, yeah, call me later. So long. Who is that, dear? Uh, it was Hector, honey. He uh, just uh, wanted to uh, talk to me. About what, dear? Is anything wrong? Oh, no. He, uh... Wanted me to come over there. He probably wants to talk to me about, uh, uh, something. Like what, dear? Well, he, uh, it, uh, well, it's probably very complicated. <laughs> you, uh, you'd be surprised. I'll bet I would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you through with the newspaper, dear? Yeah, I think so. Well, I guess I'll sit down and read the paper. <laughs> That's a very good idea. Daddy. We're in the den, Kathy. Daddy, I just thought of something wonderful to save money. How much does water cost? Not very much, dear. Why? Well, it costs something to get it hot, doesn't it? So I thought if I only took one bath a week... Are you supposed to be taking a bath now? Uh-huh. Well, take it. <laughs> but you said we had to save money, and I thought if I only took... Kathy... Go upstairs and take your bath. Gee whiz. You heard your father, Kathy. Now go ahead. First they want to save money. Then they don't want to save money. Why don't they make up their minds? Say, did you see this in the paper? They're having a big meeting in the school auditorium. Tomorrow night. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's uh, tomorrow. Jim... Father, I put all the broken pieces on the service porch, but I don't think they can fix the lamp. It's a mess. Thank you, Benny. You're welcome. Were you going to say something, dear? Oh, no, no, it's all right. Mother. Yes, Betty. Have you seen the records I borrowed from Janie? Well, no, dear, I haven't. Where did you leave them? Well, I put them over there on Father's chair. <gasps> Father, you're sitting on them. I am? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> thought it felt kind of funny. Oh, Father, how could you? $7.50 worth of South Pacific, and look at it. Well, they're, they're only cracked a little, Betty. <laughs> hey, look at this one. Only the front part of it's broken off. You can still play the whole chorus, and that's all anybody listens to anyway. She'll never talk to me again, and I don't blame her. Oh, Betty, will you please stop that moaning and groaning? I'll buy Janie another album. And stop looking at me as though I went around beating little children. Yes, Father. Man tries to spend a quiet evening at home, and what happens? Lamps fall down, people stuff records under his cushions. Uh, I'll get it. Uh, Jim, please be careful. Margaret, I don't make a practice of knocking lamps down. Anybody listening to you would think I broke a lamp every day. Yes, dear, but be careful just the same. Never liked a darn lamp anyway. Silliest looking lamp I ever saw in my life. Hello? Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> Look, Heck, I told you in the very beginning I didn't think I could make it. Well, I did try. I tried everything but chloroform. <laughs> it 
It won't do any good to call me back later. Why don't you just forget the whole thing? Jim! Just a minute, Heck. Uh, what is it, Margaret? Is that Hector again? Yes, dear, it's, uh, uh, Hector. Well, Jim, if it's really that urgent, why don't you run over there? You, uh, you wouldn't mind? No, but if they can't get anyone else, why don't you have them come over here for the game? <laughs> Over here? Well, there's no reason why they can't play poker here. Uh, there isn't? Of course not. Oh. Well, uh... Say, heck, how about playing over here? It would, huh? Well, fine. Oh, of course not. Margaret won't mind at all. Okay, see you in a little while. Goodbye. Margaret. Yes, Jim? I, uh... Well, you see, I'd forgotten all about this date I had with the boys, and, uh, well, I told them to get somebody just else, Just a moment, but, dear. Uh... Bud! You want me, Mom? Yes, dear. I want you to go to the delicatessen. Okay, I'll be down in a minute. Why does he have to go to the delicatessen? Well, you'll be busy getting the card things ready, dear, and there isn't a thing in the house. We'll have to serve something. Well, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. Oh, no, but we'll... Need a few slices of ham and some liverwurst and bologna and cheese, a few loaves of bread, potato chips, pickles. Why do we need pickles? <laughs> There's no sense in running hog wild just because a couple of men are coming over to play poker. I told you at dinner, Margaret, we've got to cut down on our expenses. All right, dear, no pickles. <laughs> After all, father knows best. <laughs> well, pickles or no pickles, I'm inclined to think it's mother knows best when it comes to shopping for the family groceries. Uh, take coffee, for instance. Mother knows that when she buys coffee, there's just one thing that means real value. It's the flavor you get for your money that really counts. And these days, she understands it's more important than ever to get the most flavor for every penny you spend. And that's just what you do get in our Maxwell House coffee. You get a full measure of that wonderful Maxwell House flavor. Good to the last drop flavor no other coffee gives you. And that's why more people buy our Maxwell House than any other brand of coffee. So when you put out good money for coffee... Be sure you get the most in value, in flavor and freshness. You always will when you open up a pound of Maxwell House, the coffee that's always good to the last drop. The lights are out in the white frame house on Maple Street. The children are asleep, the guests are gone. The last chip has been put away, and the poker game is a thing of the past. Jim. Oh, you're still awake, dear? Yes, I've just been lying here thinking. How did the game go? Fine, just fine. <laughs> I guess I showed that Hector Smith how poker should be played. Bluffed him right out of two of the biggest pots you ever saw. Jim. Yes, dear? You know, I've been wondering about this sudden wave of economy. There isn't anything wrong, is there? Oh, no. I... Well, it was those darn Christmas bills. 
They really got me down. <laughs> Tonight didn't help much, did it? I mean, we'll have to buy a new lamp and records for Janie. Well, it won't amount to much. No, I suppose not. Including the food and drinks, I figure that the quiet evening at home came to just thirty-two fifty. Thirty-six fifty. No, dear, thirty-two fifty. I can get a new lamp for. Oh. You mean. You. I certainly did. <laughs> Four dollars? And twenty-two cents. <laughs> Good night, Mark. Good night, dear. Instant Maxwell House means great coffee instantly in your cup. Here's real instant coffee. All pure Maxwell House coffee in instant form. Enjoy Instant Maxwell House instantly. Good to the very last you know what. Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson with Roy Bargey and the Maxwell House Orchestra, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. Don't forget, membership cards for the Robert Young Good Drivers Club are waiting for you at your local NBC station. Get a man-to-man -man or dad-to-daughter pledge and sign up today. Be a good driver. Get your membership card in the Robert Young Good Drivers Club today. Now until next Thursday, good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House, America's favorite brand of coffee. Always good to the last drop. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. Now stay tuned in for Screen Guild Theater, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Here are three top stars on Screen Guild Theater, next on NBC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother, 
Is Maxwell House the best coffee in the whole world? Well, your father says so, and your father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by Maxwell House, the coffee that's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee at any price. Maxwell House, always good to the last drop. This is the time of year, I think, when most people become restless. The weather's bad, summer vacations are a long way off. It's one of those times when you wish you could just get away from it all for a while. Spend a weekend in the country and relax. Well, before you get any such ideas, let's stop off in Springfield at the white frame house on Maple Street and see how the Andersons were affected one fine Friday by a notion just like that, like this. Mother, if you'd only speak to Father about it. I'm sorry, Betty, but I don't think it's a good idea. Gee whiz. All right, Kathy, stop playing with your cereal and drink your milk. Well, it isn't as though we wanted something stupendous. Creepers, Janie Liggett's father takes them all the time. I know, dear, but the Liggetts have more money than we do. Joe Phillips' father isn't any richer than we are, and they've been away twice. Everybody can have fun but us. All we ever do is stay home and drink milk. <laughs> well, of course, there's uh, another way of doing it. If it's so terribly important, why don't you ask your father? You mean me? I mean all of you. All he can do is say no. Mother's absolutely right. As soon as father comes down, we'll have Bud ask him. Oh, good. Why do I have to ask him? It was your idea. That's right. Leave all the dirty work to me. You always do anyway. Now, Betty, if Bud doesn't want to do it... He never wants to do anything. Is that so? Yes, that's so. I do more around here than you and Kathy put together. Oh, you do not. I do, too. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Good morning Father. Who carries the garbage out? I do. Who takes care of the ashes? I do. Good morning, Bud. I work harder than any kid in this neighborhood, and you know it. Bud... When there's grass, I have to cut it. <laughs> Leaves, I have to rake them. Sidewalks, I have to sweep them. Bud. Every time it snows, <laughs> who gets handed a shovel? Me. Every time someone has to go to the store, who gets called? Me. Bud. Any time there's a... <laughs> Any time that there's a... Bud. Yes, Dad? Good morning. Good morning, Dad. That's better. Now, as soon as your mother hands me my coffee... There you are, dear. Thank you. You may tell me the reason for that impassioned recitation of Sterling, if highly questionable, accomplishment. Huh? What's the beef, bud? <laughs> well, Betty said that I ought to ask you, and I just said I wouldn't. In a few million well-chosen words. Well, gosh, why should I? It was her idea in the first place. What was? What we were talking about. What were you talking about? Betty's idea. <laughs> uh, let's start all over again from the beginning. Good morning, bud. Good morning. Beautiful day, isn't it? Uh, Jim, dear. Just a moment, Margaret. I'm trying to sneak up on this thing. 
What thing, dear? Margaret, please, one at a time. <laughs> All right, bud. Betty had an idea, and you don't see why you should, because when it snows, you have to run errands with a shovel. Then what? Is that what I said? <laughs> I'll get your cereal, dear. Thank you. Father. Yes, Betty? Father, we were thinking... Well, that is, we all thought... Well, what I mean is, it'd be just as good for you. It would? Oh, of course. And you'd probably have a much better time than anybody. Where? What? Where would I have this wonderful time? Of... Uh, where we were talking about. I see. Good morning, bud. <laughs> Good morning, Dad. Beautiful day, isn't it? Uh, Jim. Margaret, if you'll just have a little patience, please. I got a lot closer that time. <laughs> well, gee whiz, if somebody doesn't ask him, I'll be late for school. Uh, would it ease the situation if I said no without anybody asking me? Oh, Well, I was just trying to help. Oh, uh, here you are, dear. Nice hot cereal. Mmm, smells wonderful. Cream and sugar, bud, please. Okay, Dad. Thank you. Father. Daddy. Dad. Yes? We were just wondering. Do you suppose it'd be all right? Just this one. If we all went away? To the mountains? For the weekend. Is that the question? Yes. No. Mmm, <laughs> tastes good, too. Gee whiz. You see, kids, it wasn't hard at all, was it? All you have to do is speak right up. But you said no. That's right. Holy cow. Joe Phillips didn't even want to go to the mountains, and his father took him. Good. The Liggetts go practically every weekend, and they have a wonderful time. Fine. Everybody goes except us. We don't ever get to go anyplace. You know, it's a funny thing. We've got a comfortable home, warm, clean, practically bulging with modern conveniences, but is anybody satisfied? No. You'd rather spend the weekend shivering in some flea trap in the woods. <laughs> but, Father, it's fun. Sure. Why this sudden passion for the mountains? What's the matter with Springfield? Well, gosh, we want to get out in the snow. What do you think that is in the backyard? Confetti? <laughs> <laughs> we mean lots of snow, Father. Millions of bushels of snow. Okay, I'll talk to Ed Davis and see if we can borrow some of theirs. <laughs> Father, I've got a brand new ski suit And I've never even worn it And what good are my skates? And what good is a sled without hills? And they don't have any big hills in Springfield They keep all the hills in the mountains <laughs> Look, kids, you don't think I like to say no, do you? It's just that, well, uh, we can't afford it it doesn't cost very much, Father. Really, it doesn't. Betty knows a place near Crestline where you can rent a cabin for practically nothing. And it doesn't even have water in it. So look at the money we'd save on soap. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, will you explain to them... It's right on the edge of a lake, Father. And, and you can even rent an ice boat. And the hills are 800 miles long. Why is it that I always have to be the villain? Everybody seems to think I stay awake nights trying to figure out ways to make my family miserable. Oh, you know we don't, Jim. It's just that this would be so much fun for the children. But it wouldn't, Margaret. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I know those little cabins you can get for practically nothing. They're one-room shanties with no improvements except built-in pneumonia. But Joe Phillips told me... Joe that... Phillips was sick for a week after their last trip, wasn't he? 
Well, sure. And but... his father was flat on his back for two weeks. I know, Dad, but. Nothing happened to Mrs. Phillips. How can you tell? <laughs> Helen Phillips could have a galloping case of sleeping sickness, and nobody'd ever know the difference. Jim, please. Well, I'm just trying to explain. Janie Liggett's family goes to a place. Betty. Yes, Father? We are not the Liggetts. I know, Father, Nobody but... can afford to do what the Liggetts do. But, Father... And that includes the Liggetts. <laughs> Father, if you'll only let me tell you... Tell me what? We don't mind roughing it for a few days, do we? Heck no. Gosh, it'd be worth getting pneumonia. Kathy. Well, wouldn't it? It may be that I have very old-fashioned ideas, but I believe that a father has certain obligations to his family, and keeping them alive happens to be one. Now, let's not talk about it anymore. I'll be 50 years old before I get a chance to use my sled. Well, fine, you can take your grandchildren for a ride. <laughs> Daddy, you're silly. I am, huh? Sure. They'll have their own sleds. <laughs> Margaret! Margaret! Why, Jim, what are you doing home this early? It isn't even four o'clock. Margaret, wait till you hear what happened. Where are the kids? Where are the stairs, Father? Well, come on down. We're going to the mountains. Most amazing thing you ever heard. Oh, but, Jim, I thought you said that Wouldn't you... happen once in a million years. But, Jim, I... Father, oh, oh, let's all All right, let's on. calm down. Everybody take it easy. Father, what happened? Well, Mr. Gribble came into my office this afternoon, and we, well, we were discussing families and children, and first thing you know, I told him how I was letting mine down. Oh, Jim, dear, you aren't really. Well, I'm not now. Mr. Gribble says we can use his hunting lodge. A hunting lodge? Holy cow. Wait till I tell Janie Liggett. Well, Jim, I thought you didn't want to go to the mountains. Margaret, I didn't want to go to one of those shacks the kids were talking about. But Gribble's hunting lodge, well, that's a different story. You can just imagine what kind of a place he has. Oh, Father, you're wonderful. You're just the most wonderful father anybody ever had. And how? Well, don't just stand there. Go on upstairs and pack. Pack? Jim, you don't mean now. Of course I mean now. If we want to get there before dark, we've got to leave ten minutes ago. <laughs> Takes over two hours to get there. But I can go now, Father. I have a date tonight and tomorrow night. So have I. Well, if this isn't... You said you wanted to go to the mountains, didn't you? Sure, but we didn't mean today. Holy cow. <laughs> Jim, we can't possibly go on such short notice. What? Well, uh... Our clothes aren't ready, and, and we have to buy food. Gribble said the place was loaded with food. And what kind of clothes do you need? Shove a couple of sweaters in a suitcase, and you're all set. What'll I tell Billy Smith and Dick Andrews? What'll I tell Joe Phillips? I don't care what you tell them. I told Mr. Gribble we'd be happy to use his hunting lodge, and we're going to use it. I don't want to go to the mountains. <laughs> I thought you wanted to use your sled. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Father, you don't even like the mountains I love the mountains You said it wasn't any fun I'm starting to have fun right now, see? <laughs> <laughs> but you said we'd all get pneumonia I don't care if we all get double pneumonia You said you wanted to go to the mountains And you're going to the mountains if I have to drag you Well, let's start packing 
after all. I know. Father knows best. <laughs> Like it or not, the family's going to take that trip to the mountains. We'll see how they fare in just a moment. But right now, ladies, with all coffee prices high these days, it really pays to remember Maxwell House is true economy. Yes, and here's how one lady found that out. When coffee prices went up, she started shopping around, thinking she could find a cheaper coffee that would do. But when she brought one home, her husband turned thumbs down. Too weak, he said. So she put a lot more in the pot, but still her husband wouldn't drink it up. It may be strong now, he told her, but the flavor's all wrong. This coffee just doesn't have what it takes. And meal after meal, leftover coffee went to waste. Then she realized Maxwell House is true economy. Sure it is. Because you get so many more truly good cups of coffee from every pound. Discover the wonderful difference that vacuum packing means the extra freshness and clear, rich taste. See how much more your husband and you enjoy that wonderful flavor. So good to the last drop, you drink every drop. You'll say Maxwell House is true economy. So get your money's worth and more. Remember, in your cup, on your table, Maxwell House is true economy. Always good to the last drop. <laughs> Well, a few peaceful hours have gone by, and on the edge of a quiet mountain road, white with new-fallen snow, we find the Andersons. The air is crisp and clear, and because of the altitude, just a trifle thin. Maybe that's why poor Jim is puffing just a little. Or perhaps there's another reason, like this. Okay, bud. When I give you the word, give it to gas. Okay, Dad. Are you ready? You bet. Well, let's go. Okay, bud, that's enough. You say something, Dad? I said that's enough. Turn it off. Okay. No good country roads. Always getting stuck. Didn't work, huh, Dad? No, it didn't work. Now we're good and stuck. Well, Father, I told you we were going off the road. You told me. Everybody's always telling me. Look at the tree. Look at the sky. Look, look, look. How do you expect me to see anything? <laughs> but, but... We aren't off the road. We're still on the road. We're halfway through the road. <laughs> Dear, maybe we ought to go back home. Margaret, how are we going to go anywhere? We're stuck. Well, I mean, after we get out. Well, let's worry about it when we get out. If we get out. I'm hungry. <laughs> now, let's not start that again, Kathy. But I am. Jim, I told you we should have brought some food. Well, how did I know we were going to get stuck? We should have been there an hour ago. Bud. You want me, Dad? No, I just want to hear your name. <laughs> it's such a beautiful name, so warm and friendly. Holy cow, now what did I do? <laughs> Nothing. Come on out here and help me push. Okay. The chains won't take, huh, Dad? I don't know what it is. It doesn't seem to be the snow so much. I think we got into some kind of a hole. Doggone thing looks like the Grand Canyon. Uh, Betty? Yes, Father? 
Slide over in back of the wheel. Daddy! Just a minute, Kathy. Put it in low. When I give you the signal, let the clutch out fast. Do you understand? I suppose so. <laughs> well, there's nothing so complicated about it. Daddy! What is it, Kathy? Somebody's coming. Well, good for us. Maybe now we'll get out of here. Hello there. Hey! <laughs> I said hello. Uh, we're stuck in the snow. Having a little trouble? Yes, we're uh, stuck in the snow. No, huh? Sure looks like you're having trouble. We are. We're stuck. Hey! <laughs> I said we're stuck. Uh, can you pull us out with your tractor? Actors, huh? <laughs> Oh, see many of them up here in the wintertime. I didn't say we were actors. We want you to pull us out of the snow. Putting on a show, huh? <laughs> no. Good for you. <laughs> Will you please turn that thing off? Eh? I said turn the motor off. Turn it off. When I turn this darn thing off, can't hear you. <laughs> now... Well, what is you saying, young feller? I said we're stuck in the snow. Well, I... you don't have to shout. I ain't deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We, uh, we'd appreciate it very much if you'd pull us out. Ooh, stuck in the snow, huh? <laughs> yes, we certainly are. Well, won't be much of a job. Where are you putting on the show? <laughs> I told you before, we're not actors. No? No. Well, then what are you doing putting on a show? <laughs> You're not putting on a show. I never even mentioned a show. I said we were stuck in the snow. Oh, snow. I thought you said show. No. Oh. Well, don't make much difference. Never go anyway. Here, grab onto this tow rope. All right. Want me to hook it up, Dad? Yeah, go ahead, bud. I'll wrap it around the bumper a couple of times. You better hook it onto the frame, bud. Okay. I sure could have sworn you said you was actors. <laughs> no, we're just up here for the weekend. A friend of ours is letting us use his hunting lodge. Maybe you know him, J.P. Gribble? Gribble? Nope, can't say to do. What's he look like? Well, he's rather large, has a very deep voice, about yeah. 50 years old, very dignified. Hey, you mean the feller comes up from Springfield, fatso. <laughs> yes, he lives in Springfield Well, you ain't gonna get to Fatso's place this way I'm not? No, sir, you're heading down to the lake Oh Guess you took the wrong turn back at the corners I see, uh, is it uh, very far from here? No, won't take you more than 20 or 30 minutes I'll show you a special shortcut Save you three or four miles anyway <laughs> How you doing, son? I think I've just about got it. Okay, climb out from under there. Hurry up, bud. You've been very kind, and I want you to know we appreciate it. Oh, shucks. It ain't hardly nothing. <laughs> what are people for if not to help one another? If you can't be neighborly, I always say you might just as well go someplace and lay down. <laughs> that's all I'm doing is being neighborly. Well, it isn't everybody who'd go to all this trouble for complete strangers. It's all set. Okay, son. Well, I'll have you yanked out of there in no time now. Thank you. You'll never know how grateful we are. Oh, that's okay. Would you like to give me the money now? We... <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Well, it ain't that I don't trust you, but these here tractors don't go very fast. A couple of fellas got away slick as a whistle. Oh. Weren't very uh, neighborly, huh? Not so as you could notice it. Well, hand up the $15 and we'll get going. $15? Hi, ain't it? Why, it's outrageous. Yeah, I know. But don't forget, I got a split with a fella what dug the hole. <laughs> Stopping, Jim. Oh, it's no sense going any further. I can't even see the road. Boy, it's sure snowing. I'm hungry. <laughs> Father, I told you we were on the wrong road. We are not on the wrong road. He said turn left after the small bridge and then right at the fork. But he said two miles and you went almost five. Well, I have a very silly habit. When I make a turn, I like it to be on a road. <laughs> or would you rather go floating around in somebody's cornfield? Oh, Jim, please don't get upset. I'm not getting upset, but we're not lost. Well, where are we? How do I know? <laughs> Stop asking silly questions. Dan. What? Do you see something out there? Where? Over there, in back of those trees. Father, it's a house. I don't see any... Oh, that's no house. It looks more like a cattle shelter. Well, it's better than being cooped up in the car. My legs are paralyzed. I'm hungry. Jim, we've got to do something. We can't sit here all night. Maybe someone lives here, Dad. They might know where Mr. Gribble's place is. All right, let's go ask him. Oh. Boy, that wind's cold. Well, don't just stand there. Let's go. Jim? Wait a minute, bud. Margaret, there's no need for you to come along. Well, if you don't mind, dear, we'd rather... Margaret, I'm perfectly capable of asking... Oh, you mean they might have some food. I'm hungry. <laughs> Right now, if I had to choose between a mink coat and a cup of coffee, I'd be reaching for the cream and sugar. Well, come on, Kathy. I'll carry you. Oh, thank you, Daddy. Let's go, bud. When I think of where I could be right now. Betty. Sitting in a nice warm movie, eating nice hot popcorn. Betty, this whole thing was your idea. My idea. And if I hear so much as one word of complaint out of you, so help me out... Paddle you bow-legged. Father. That's telling her, Daddy. That goes for you, too. Gee whiz. I wanted to stay home where it's warm and comfortable. But no, we've got to be like the Liggetts and the Phillips. Got to go to the mountains for the weekend. Look at this place. The worst-looking dump I've ever seen. The door's locked. Well, don't you think you ought to knock first? There's nobody inside, Dad. I looked through the window. Oh, dear, now what are we going to do? Bud, you've got heavy shoes on. See if you can kick the lock off the door. Oh, Jim, do you think... It's that... all right, Margaret. Go ahead, Bud. Okay, Dad. Don't kick it too hard. You might shove the whole building over. <clears throat> Gosh, that was easy. Well, don't feel too excited about it, Samson. <laughs> A large termite could have done the same thing. <laughs> well, let's go on in. Now, there's nothing to be afraid of, Kathy. Go on in. Oh, Jim, isn't this place awful? Well, this is what they wanted. A weekend in the mountains. Aren't there any lights? No. And the bath is probably the first door on the left and 300 yards straight ahead. <laughs> Dad, 
Here's the candle. Well, light it. Okay. Ah! Look, What's the matter? Oh, Mommy, Daddy, I'm scared. There's a bear. Where? Up in the wall. Oh, oh for him. Kathy. <laughs> well, well, there is. And they chopped his head off. It's just a trophy, Kathy, probably shot by whoever owns this horrible joint. See, there's a plaque under it. Like it. Let me have the candle, bud. Here you are, Dad. Now, look, Kathy, there's nothing to it, see? It says, Black Bear, 840 pounds. Oh, no. Uh, Jim, what is it? December 1st, 1938, J.P. Gribble. <laughs> So that's Mr. Gribble's hunting lodge. Looks like the family's got to make the best of a very poor bargain. And that brings up a mighty important point. Ladies, when you buy coffee, remember Maxwell House is true economy. Sure, Maxwell House is true economy. Of course, you can find cheaper coffees if the price tag is all you consider. But just consider this. Is there any economy when you have to use lots more coffee to make it strong enough? yet even then you can't get the flavor you want? Is there any economy when the flavor is so lacking your family leaves coffee unfinished in the cup? Figure it out. You'll say Maxwell House is true economy. So many more cups of wonderfully good coffee in every pound. So rich and extra flavorful. So good to the last drop, you always want more. Yes, there's good reason why more people drink Maxwell House than any other brand at any price. Maxwell House is true economy. So tomorrow, get your money's worth and more. Get Maxwell House. Always good to the last drop. The horrible night is over at last. Now it's Saturday morning. The storm has passed, the sun is shining, and the entire world seems brighter and far more cheerful. To most people, that is. Good morning. Good morning, dear. Did you sleep well? Like a top. And I'm still spinning. Oh, my back. I'll never get it straightened out. Where are the kids? They're outside in the snow. Oh, they're having a wonderful time. See, you can see them through the window. I can see them through the wall. <laughs> Margaret, have you ever seen any place worse than this in your life? No, dear, I haven't. Hunting Lodge. Just wait till I see that guy gribble. Oh, he meant well, dear. You should have heard the build-up he gave it, too. Secluded, restful, the most beautiful view in the country. Well, there is a nice view, Jim. Sure, especially through the roof. Look at it. <laughs> well, you'll feel better after a nice hot breakfast. Oh, you found the food, huh? Uh-huh, a whole closet full. Good. I haven't eaten since noon yesterday. Well, what would you like? Some nice hot beans? Margaret, don't be ridiculous. I'll have eight dozen eggs and about 40 sausages. No sausages, dear. How about some nice hot beans? No, thank you. I'll just have eggs. No eggs, dear. How about some nice hot beans? Margaret, I don't like beans. Why can't I... Margaret. Yes, dear. You mean... Yes, dear. A whole big closet full of beans. <laughs> If you 
like good things the easy way. Good things the easy way. Instant Maxwell House, that's for you. Good, good coffee that's easy too. No time, no trouble. No grounds, no pop. And it's good to the very last. You, you know, know what? Yes, Instant Maxwell House means great coffee instantly in your cup. Here's real instant coffee. All pure Maxwell House coffee in instant form. Enjoy instant Maxwell House. Instantly. Good to the very last. You know what? Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson, with Roy Bargy and the Maxwell House Orchestra, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. Don't forget, membership cards for the Robert Young Good Drivers Club are waiting for you at your local NBC station. Get a man-to-man or dad-to-daughter pledge and sign up today. Be a good driver. Get your membership card in the Robert Young Good Drivers Club today. Now until next Thursday, good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House, America's favorite brand of coffee, always good to the last drop. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. Now stay tuned in for Screen Guild Theater, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Thanks for joining us for 1001 Radio Days. All variety, all the time. If you enjoy our show, please do send us a review for 1001 Radio Days. Until next time, everyone, stay safe, and we'll be back soon.